0: RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin.
1: I'm coming. I'll be right there. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Tara Devlin. I hope you can hear me. I can hear me. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Um, we meet here at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And hopefully, if I'm not sick, a couple weeks ago I had the flu, so I usually get a flu shot, but I didn't this year, I got the flu. And I will get a flu shot every year. At least you get a fighting chance. That's how I look at it. But what else? Um, We are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app and GDPR Revolution 99. We are also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. I want to thank everybody for giving me a review, giving the show a review. That really helps grow us in, uh, you know, get get the uh, word out about the show. So thank you for taking the time to do that. Um What else? Uh, thank you also to the patrons who've joined and I would lo- I want more people to join, of course, but we 're in the early stages of making this show a real contender out there so I want to thank those who have joined at this so we have a patr- uh, patreon page and um, there are different gifts that we 'll give you if you join, and hopefully that that 'll grow the more that i 'm still kind of getting my mind around what 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 we 're doing with that to tell you the truth, how to really work with it but um, I think there 'll be more patron only events in the future, so it 's really important if you guys um, sign up so we have some new patrons and I should probably just, I mean, I don't want to start the show just doing all the, this uh, this stuff. People don't want to hear this, but um, I want to thank the patrons who have joined. Uh, we have Allie, Michael D., Michael B., Pap Paradu, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Forgive me if I'm not. Daniel S., Joey Bay, Randall, who is our new patron, I want to thank you, Randall B., Gail P, Jim A, um, and Sam, Sam S. So keep it coming, keep it coming, people. Thank you. And um, Randall, I'll get your window cling out in the mail on Monday. So uh, anybody who joins the Patre- Patreon page um, will get a keep calm and join the resistance Window cling and other stuff will be coming. All right, guys. I don't know what I'm doing. Whatever we do, we do it anyway. This is what I always say: don't wait. Don't wait. You just do it anyway. I, I mean, I'm not sitting in a studio. I'm here in my apartment, and we're doing it anyway. We do it in spite of of the fact that we don't have rich benefactors yet. I, I mean, I hate having to beg a rich benefactor to. Support the the RDT Daily, uh, sh- uh, you know, website and this show. The fact is, if you if you become a patron of this show, you are you are also a patron of RDT Daily and the and the work that we do there. The, there's people writing, and so we're an independent progressive media. Uh, I don't know platform. What do you call it? We do our independent progressive work. We're really up against the big uh big moneyed interest so that's why i say we stick together we win otherwise we don't stick together we ain't winning and that goes for everything so let me just get into the show oh also tomorrow i'm going to be on out chicago at uh me and uh and our very special uh contributor poppy champlin we're going on out chicago uh, on uh it's uh, it's 11:20 eastern time we'll be it's uh i'll get the call numbers during the break and I'll I'll announce it again so okay guys um yeah what a, I, I i was i kind of generally walk around with a knot in my stomach i don't know about you but um i was noticing this i hope it doesn't doesn't really affect me as far as my health to tell you the truth because i cannot believe where where we live it is such a it's so sad you know um i think if these right wingers love liberal tears that's your motivation um well good going because not uh, the, the the fact is um you you're the losers really i mean i wish that right wingers uh, would were the only ones that felt the the sting of the lash of their policies unfortunately they have to take us all with them and if you guys saw that that disgraceful press conference that that orange traitor, that Putin puppet, that trust-funded, serial bankrupt con man gave yesterday, was it? Uh, Who knows? Every day is a a blur half the time because my head is spinning. That uh, all you have to do is imagine, imagine President Obama standing up there and giving a rambling speech. While declaring a national emergency, whining, whining. This is what he he does. The, he is the world's most put upon victim. Right? He's everyone is picking on him, for uh, he he was born on third base, thinking he hit a triple. He's a grifter. He's his entire business model is fraud. He's a traitor. He has done nothing to contribute to society. In fact, he has sullied society. Everything he touches turns to crap. He destroys everything. He gets his tiny, pudgy, greedy fingers around. And he's a victim. Oh, he was uh, Abe. President Abe um, nominated him for a a Nobel Peace Prize. He will probably won't get it, but he's making up this entire um, uh, uh, story, saying that President Obama, you know, he doesn't want to put words in President Obama's mouth, but yeah, if it wasn't if it if it wasn't for Trump, we'd be at war with North Korea, which is such a lie, such a egregious pack of lies. So he's just, But he doesn't want to put words in President Obama's mouth, but there he, he goes and does it, because he has such a bug up his ass about President Obama, because President Obama is more of a man than, uh, than Trump could ever be in a million lifetimes, and his entire greedy, grifter, crime family. President Obama, a person of dignity and worth, who raised himself up in this racist-ass country, from nothing, from uh, being a uh, the child of a divorced single mom, raised uh, on his own abilities, rose to the highest executive office in the land. He worked for it. He did that on him for himself, on his own, on his own merit, in this racist ass country, despite the grifters and the con men and the traitors like Trump, constantly up his ass questioning his citizenship, questioning his, his manhood, everything about him. So, th- so President Obama is more of a, of a man, more of a human being than Trump could ever imagine to be. And he, he just can't stand it. He knows it. That's what it is. That is why he is such a bully. He's such a whiner. That is the—I mean, you don't have to be Freud to figure him out. all you have to do is just listen to the words that come out of his mouth. You don't have to be that smart because he isn't that smart. He's a 72-year-old toddler, and he's with dictator envy and a penchant for sexual assault. Everything is his to grab, like a baby. That's what babies do. You got to keep them away from the sharp objects because they can't help themselves. You don't give them positions of power. And then they poop their diapies... And blame everybody else for the stink. That's what that's the Republican baby. King Baby running around whining about what a victim he is. He's so picked on. Because oh President Obama would have had us in a war. Baloney, bull, bull, lies, nothing but lies. And the Republican Party you know you can't blame Trump though, that's the thing. You gotta keep, You have to blame the Republican Party, whatever's left of it, all of them. I have been saying it for years that Republicans hate democracy, that they hate this country. They claim to love this country, but who's flying over to Russia, meeting with Russian oligarchs? And, I mean, who goes over to Russia on the 4th of July and has secret meetings with Russian oligarchs? The Republican Party does. Why? You got to ask yourself. These are traded. They don't have. They have no loyalty to the to the red, white, and blue. They have loyalty to themselves, to their own power and their own pockets. They will throw you under the bus as quick as look at you. You are nothing but a sucker to them. And all those magamorons cheering, cheering their their con man. That's what Trump is. He is a literal con man, who couldn't, who could not sell fake, non-FDA-approved vitamins. That's what a loser he is. So, um, where was, I was going to play this video of the Magamorans because they, they got their new uh, orders of, uh, let me see, let's see, yeah, so he, yeah, the re-education of the Magamorans about the wall. Here we go.
0: Today, we started a big, a beautiful wall right on the Rio. Real- You really mean finish that wall because we built a lot of them. Finish that wall.
1: Yeah. So it doesn't take long. You know, you read 1984, right? Most of us did. We used to. I don't know if they do. If they uh, require it in high school, it used to be required reading for high school students because at one time our public education system, um, before the the charter school. Uh, America haters got their greedy grifter hands around the neck of our public education system. We used to teach the youth that uh, how tenuous democracies are, that we we should be wary of authoritarianism and how easily people can fall into that trap. So 1984 was were, uh, was a required book. I don't know about now. They probably they just teach to the different tests because George Bush's brother's testing company needs uh, needs more uh, another no bid contract. That's how it is. Don't doesn't don't worry about the future of the republic that uh, so many fought, bled, and died to entrust to us. Just worry about funneling more money into the hands of Republican donors and and Democratic Party donors too, but mostly Republicans. the 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 fact is, the the problem is money in politics. It, the, we have bribery built right into the system. But Republicans are they're a okay with that. They're happy about that. They want that. They want to keep it that way because it, the first thing we need to do. If we really want to make this country great and right, the ship of state is to get money out of politics, and you'll see how quickly Republicans flee the government's. Uh, I was going to say service, but they're not. They're they're in service to themselves and their and their oligarch pals, but. That's how we will that's, – that's how quickly we will get rid of Republicans out of uh, the majority if we really wanted to do it that way. If uh, Just get rid of money and politics, and they'll be gone. They will be gone because Republicans don't get into – government for altruism they don't get in the. they don't they're not there for for making the trains run on time or making uh everyone have a decent middle-class life that's not what they're there for they're there for their own personal power and gain so they can give uh they could use the mechanisms of, of government to rig the game in their favor and that's what they do i mean for everybody every single republican all of them, from the furrowed brow of uh, Jeff Flake to Susan Collins, you know oh the oh, oh so concerned Susan Collins, none of these cowards will ever stand up for this this so-called republic, none of them, and they will eagerly just continue to do the bidding of uh, their paymasters and because w- uh, as I always say, they get the unclassified briefings. We don't get that. We just know what we read, uh, what the leakers are leaking out of the White House because the, the, those inside, it, close to Trump in the inner circle, there, there are people in there, clearly, that are alarmed about what's going on. So they're giving, they're leaking to the press. They're, they're the ones who leaked his schedule. That They told us that Trump does nothing, that he, his entire schedule is, is completely free. 60% of the time that we are paying him to so-called make America so-called great he's doing nothing but sitting on his fat ass eating cheeseburgers eating dead cows you know the god bless the the cow what a disgrace you got to you you uh, not only does a cow have to die to for human sustenance you got to go into Trump's gu- gullet please Ugh, to keep that grifter alive. I mean, talk about insult to, ignora- to uh, ignorance, to uh, I- injury, and ignorance. It is, it is really an insult to ignorance. Isn't, isn't Trump, he is an insult to ignorance. He, make, he makes ignorance, uh, he gives ignorance a bad name. How ignorant do you have to be to be a, a, a somebody who cheers a grifter, an, a, a literal grifter who it is a it, it's documented again and again and again that this guy is a grifter and you have these magamorans on so I played that video because Trump is like okay you know what We're, we can't build the wall we can't build it legitimately I can't because money comes from Congress they appropriate funds so he can't seem to when he had the majority he couldn't do anything, and now, of course he has to take American people hostage because he doesn't care about the American people i mean these are grifters who go and and have a party when they kick people off of health care so of course he doesn't care so they uh so you have the uh you know the idiots they get their reeducation orders, so it's not build the wall it's finished the wall you know right there you go right there before your eyes it's a you know bigger stronger faster just ch- guzzle those trump network vitamins and you'll be taller your fingers will magically grow longer you'll uh, be able to grift and steal and kick old ladies out of your rent controlled apartments you know with with abandon just like your hero trump so um, yeah, so I just found that fascinating that the the Trump Trumpansies, the mega the magamorons. It it didn't take long for them to it didn't take much. It took no effort for the reeducation. I mean, at least in 1984, they took Winston. They they kidnapped him. He he underwent torture. How many fingers are, am I holding up? Uh, how many uh, how much torture did he have to endure till he finally said? Two or three, or whatever it was. And so, not these magamorons. Yeah. yeah, oh, okay, now it's finished the wall. Finish the wall. What, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how uh, a, a, a republic, this is how tenuous the republic is. So, when you, when, we, as young people reading 1984, or maybe you read it when you were older, uh, that's, that, that's who that book is warning us about these people, the, the 35% of MAGA morons who it doesn't matter what Trump does. A, the reality is incidental. It doesn't matter that he has a fake university, that he had to pay restitution to the victims of his fake university in our system of laws, in our courts the the courts that are standing up i mean uh, uh, unlike the courts that trump is packing i mean this is what this is what fascism does that's what fascist authoritarian dictators do they they manipulate courts they pack the courts with loyalists and flunkies and that's what trump is doing which i found also i mean during that that unbelievable uh press conference which i mean this, that, it, all you got to do, this is what I was saying earlier, just a couple of minutes ago. Imagine President Obama giving a performance like that. What do you think the Republicans would do? First of all, how, how much did we have to endure during the uh, Obama presidency? Republicans whining and whining about the king, King Obama, Emperor Obama. Uh, He thinks he's a king. He's going around Congress. Because the entire Republican plan, as we know, from uh, the caucus room conspiracy, and if people don't know what that is, on the night of President Obama's inauguration, the Republican Party dejected. They met in the caucus room, which is a restaurant in Washington, D.C., to have a— a commiserating dinner, and at that dinner, they, uh, what's his name, Newt Gingrich and, um, I can't remember who else was there, Frank Luntz was there, a bunch of Republican operatives, not even elected Republicans. I I mean, you had, well, you did have the elected Republicans, but you had uh, included in this cabal were um, their um, operatives, uh, what do you call it, lobbyists and whatnot, and they vowed to at the time because we were in the midst of an economic crisis. Remember, where because every time Republicans get their greedy fingers around the neck of power, they squeeze until we're all on the on the cusp of death. And so the uh, so we were hemorrhaging at the time seven hundred and fifty thousand jobs a month, and. President Obama came in, and this was the economic crisis. We it was uh, we were going; the banks were failing. It was going. To, it was basically we were heading into another Great Depression, and that's what President Obama uh, turned this around. But the Republican Party, they, they vowed in this, this caucus room conspiracy to block Obama at every turn. And now, and by extension, think about this: there they were purposefully inflicting pain on the american people for political gain so they knew that the american people were hurting that they that we needed relief that people were losing their homes and that they don't care they don't care republicans don't they wanted the american people to suffer the more suffering the better that's when they can go in and get their twitler in there and they can with the help of the russians inflict this in completely unfit con man on democracy and until they whittle away at the mechanisms of democracy until there's nothing left but t- twitler and oligarchy right so but that's what republicans do they don't care about the american people so they are they don't care about working together um Saving uh, an an economy that works for not saving or building an economy that works for all they don't because uh, know them by their fruits. Look at what they do whenever they get their greedy bony fingers around the neck of power. What do they do with their power? They're not helping people. I mean, look at Chris Christie. So let's think about him. He, and this is why I cannot stand the corporate media, and this is, I mean, I just, I say it, yes, it's because, I mean, I'm doing this because I believe in this, and also, uh, you know, I think you guys are watching because you believe in it too, and I, I say it because it's true. We need alternatives to the corporate media because now, yeah, uh, uh, you know, what's his face? Chris Christie has a book, right? So he's going on corporate media, and nobody talks about what... What he's done, what he did, how he began his political career. He's on some kind of uh, revitalization tour somehow. He's supposedly some kind of rational Republican who he's not. He was nothing but a bully. And when he began his political career on a lie, so he needed to get the Republican nomination and somebody was sitting in the seat that that the uh that chris Christie wanted, so he went after this other this fellow Republican with a pack of lies and and he so he made this video about his his primary opponent and where he where Christie deliberately lied to the faces of the people he was pretending that he wanted to represent saying that his primary opponent was under indictment that he that all these crimes that he was committing crimes and whatnot when this it was nothing of the sort he was just lying and he knew it and the his primary opponent sued him for libel or slander whatever it is and he went uh and he won because Chris Christie was lying and so if you watch that video I wish I had grabbed it but I hadn't I wasn't thinking about it But, um, it's Chris Christie sitting there with his, his wife sitting, his wife sitting there, you know, like a good wife, as they do, looking at Chris Christie, her love, the love of her life, that she loves letting this big, uh, big liar, this big greasy looking liar climb on top of her and do what he's got to do. But she loves him, I guess, but, um, he, she sat there staring at this liar with the, a very concerned, furrowed brow, as Republicans are off to uh, to effect, and um, you know, the lies just came came out of his mouth. So, um, and so, Chris Christie had to, as part of his restitution, he had to um, he had to take out an ad in the local paper, apologize publicly, apologizing to the man that he had defamed but uh damage damage was done. Chris Christie, I think, won the the nomination, and here we are so and then of course, we know all about Bridgegate, how he shut down the George Washington bridge to. Piss off the mayor, Fort Lee. I mean, this is what Republicans do. And of course, Chris Christie threw all of his minions under the bus. But if they w- weren't going to make a move without him. And of course, when they were in court, they implicated Christie. Of course, he knew what they were doing. And even if they didn't, let's just say, all right, for the sake of argument, they didn't. They just took it upon themselves to close down. The George Washington Bridge, or close down all lanes but one, that's what they did, and create this, this chaos in on the busiest bridge in the world, I believe, um, during rush hour, causing problem. I mean, not just problems, you talk about ambulances that couldn't get through, uh, I mean, people who couldn't get to school, kids who couldn't get to school, work, whatever, so, pick up their children from school. it was at, I believe it was at night, but you know, um, so you got to think that what do you th- what do you think? Uh, what kind of culture is, uh, was Christie cultivating in his office? if his minions, let's say, uh, as if he was telling the truth, which uh, i 'm sure he, of course he wasn't, they just took it upon themselves to close down the George Washington come on that's what they, they, they count. Republicans count on the stupidity of the those who who follow them. I don't know. I mean, they promise, I guess I mean, I, we know what they do. They promise these uh, you know, abortion, they're going to take uh gays, all this bullshit that really means nothing. Um and, you know, to but to uh it's red meat for the morons, so they can basically pick their pockets. And anyway, blah, 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 right? Um, but so as I was watching that, uh, that debacle, it's, it's shocking to me. And, and all I was thinking was, if this is not a case for the 25th Amendment, what is? What is? How, how, how low do we have to go? To, when When would that be triggered if it 's not now for this moron for this trait I mean what do you got to do? What really do you have to do to trigger the twenty fifth amendment but in in order to trigger the twenty fifth amendment, you need sign off from people in the cabinet see and uh, the vice president, but you see the the founding fathers that I guess they they it was a failure of their imagination in a sense because they couldn't imagine. That then be an entire party that was loyal to outside foreign interests, that was so such sycophants to power and to suck up to the most unfit grifter ever to squat in the White House, to sully the White House. All the all of those who died, for this thing. This is why I I talk about that, because it's such an offense. All of the. The soldiers all over the world, dead in their early cold graves for this thing called the democratic republic, and that asshole is 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 disgracing us all all over the world. He has sullied our good name and and done doing his best to destroy democracy so the one of the things i don't I'm sure you saw it i I, I kind of feel bad playing this because this is probably the thing that gave me the biggest knot in my stomach when Trump, um, he went on his sing-song explanation of what's going to happen with his fake-ass emergency. Uh, I mean, it was, I I just thought, imagine President Obama doing this, but I'm just going to play it for those who haven't seen it let me apologize in advance
0: oval office and we will have a national emergency and we will then be sued and they will sue us in the ninth circuit uh, even though it shouldn't be there and we will possibly get a bad ruling and then we'll get another bad ruling and then we'll end up in the supreme court and hopefully we'll get a fair shake and we'll win in the supreme court just like the ban They sued us in the Ninth Circuit, and we lost, and then we lost in the appellate division, and then we went to the Supreme Court, and we won.
1: (laughs) Can you believe? I mean, what the F was that? And then we won and then we went and then I grifted. and then I made a fake university and then I was bankrupt six times and then I couldn't sell, uh, I, I suck at making deals, I couldn't sell my fake vitamins so I went for a fake water company so then I couldn't sell that so I made a fake magazine, I put my stupid children on it and then... I couldn't do that, so I I I went and I f- made a fake. What else did he do? Uh, a f- well, I got the magazine, the water, the university, the. Uh, I mean, I love the vitamins. The vitamins are the best because I just oh the steaks, and then I made I killed some more cows. That's why I always I feel bad. See, I don't eat meat, obviously, but uh, I'm wearing my Peter shirt right now. But the the. Uh, I ju- I just feel bad for the cow that had to be, that had to give their lives for, to become a Trump steak, of all things. You know, like, at least you could be a good steak that people enjoy. You got to be this greasy hunk of nothing that, that made people sick. I don't know if you saw the reviews for Trump steaks. They weren't good. It was greasy. It was like this is the worst. Uh, and it's just bad enough. It's bad enough the poor cow had to give its life. But to be a Trump steak? Ugh. That there, there should be a law. There really should be. At least make something good out of the damn thing. But that people want to eat that want to taste good that doesn't taste like grease. That isn't for a grifter, but he doesn't care. You see what I'm saying? That Trump would shove crap down your throat and call it uh, a five-course meal. That's who he is. As long as he's got suckers to buy it. I mean, there really is, as uh, as P.T. Barnum said, there, there are suckers born every minute, and Trump supporters are living proof. They really are, and it, it's a shame. And this is why... S- something really seriously has to be done. Now, we, we we must never forget that we are in the majority. I don't care. I don't care what they say. They did not win the election. They won um, by, I think it was as uh, when all was said and done, it was like 30-something thousand votes made this grifter the so-called president. There's a problem with that. We're in a—this is the 21st century. It's time to update the old system and get rid of these racist-ass archaic laws, rules or whatever, that rig the game in the favor of the minority. The the South, the the Southern states, these, uh, these states that have the same population as a small neighborhood on Staten Island— why do they have such a loud voice in the, say of the direction of this country? Nobody wants to go where they're going. That's the thing. We don't want to look like um, Kansas or whatever. No offense, but nobody's flying over here to visit Kansas unless they have somebody who, they, who lives there. They're coming to New York. They're going to California. They're going to places where there's civilization. And... We're the ones who were attacked. This is what I always find ironic, because right here in New York, we were attacked. But we're not acting, we don't react like assholes. We're not like, oh, get all these immigrants. I mean, of course, there's assholes everywhere. We have assholes here. We have some Trump supporters here. We have racists here, of course. They're everywhere. But they're, th- this, country, this uh, city is so diverse that at least the racists know to keep their mouths shut. And they're not out here in the halls of power. They're not praising David Duke. They're not saying that there's good people on both sides of Nazis and normal people. Bullshit. So we're not the ones. So here, when Trump does his his bullshit stunt like his travel ban, what happened? Immediately, the people of New York went to the airports here, and we were like, hell no. So we're the ones who are attacked, though. I mean, we're not cowering. But it's so ironic that these that these states where they don't e- they're not even affected by the terrorism or whatever they think is going on at the border. It has nothing to do with them. And they're the ones that are so afraid and cowering. But you know what? Um get out of the way. That's all I can say. Lead, follow or get out of the hell way. Or get the hell out of the way or whatever. But I, that's why I find it's like I don't. Um, I no offense, Kansas, but where uh, there's what's what's interesting there? Are we? Is there some kind of? Do we really want to be like Kansas, or do we want to be like New York, or California, or some place that has culture and vibrancy? It's uh, that's people they they dream their whole lives to come here and visit New York. And see the, the lights and the city, and the and the diversity, and the things to do, and the art and the culture. They're not going to Kansas. No offense. I'm going to get in trouble by Kansas, but I mean, I'm sure it's very beautiful in some spaces. But you know, I mean, um, we don't want to uh, allow a a minority of of fearful voices to dictate what um what the civilization looks like, because we want to have civilization here we do, and we should why shouldn't we that's what makes a country great it's like what do we do with our yeah our uh what do, do we have free time do we have that's why um I, uh, when I hear these right wingers and then even even president obama. I remember when he was in office, one time he, he disparaged a uh, an art history degree. He was like, oh, making fun that somebody was getting an art. Uh, or he went to some school. Like, like everybody's got to go to a business. Everybody has to be a business person or be a Wall Street bankster. Like, that's the only thing. Because uh, what are you going to do with that art history degree? Well, how about... um. We should be proud that we have a society where people can f- follow their dreams and bring art and culture to our, to our limited lifespans. Not just everybody's just figuring out a way to come up with an algorithm that pushes some numbers around a little bit quicker than somebody else so they can grift some more money off the top of a, of a stock trade. That's, is that what society has become? Is that it? And of course, Obama apologized for that, but that's, you hear that all the time. You know, what are you going to do with an art history degree? What are you going to do with a literature degree or a history or whatever history, you know, art is usually art or history or, um literature or, why, why would you, or English, why would you do that? How are you going to make money? Well, we should really be um, wondering what, what the hell is wrong with us if though we have no options. Uh, that The beauty of having a functioning democratic republic is having the option. To, maybe that's what people want to do. They want to be English majors. They want to write. They want to add to our discourse. That's what we need. That's it's all important. Anyway, that's what I think. And you know, the other thing I saw at this rally, at this this filthy uh Trump and Z Nuremberg rally in El Paso was one of um the the members of the press were attacked by another Magamoron who the, um you, they, they they there you go, okay? That is Your number one example of just how un-American these MAGA morons are, because if you think that the press is the enemy of the people, then you are the enemy of the people. The press is the only uh, profession enshrined in our founding documents that these morons are constantly praising. That they're, uh, oh, the Constitution, it's so, like, everything's unconstitutional to them. That doesn't suit them, or so they think, directly. Whenever they're forced to share civilization with people a few pigments darker, they'll say it's unconstitutional. Like, oh, Obamacare is unconstitutional, which, I mean, bullshit, because what part of the general welfare don't they get? But it does They the general welfare extends as far as their eyelashes, Republicans. Right? That's it. That's as far as it goes. It goes until they unless they're looking in a mirror, because it's only the government. They're like Goldilocks, right? Government is only is just right, only as far as it affects them directly, or so they think. Because it all affects them. it all. That's why I always say everybody in, nobody out. That, that's it. That is the only American value. So when these Republicans whine and whine, as they do, I mean, I always say, I knew it was going to suck living under fascism. I just didn't know it would be so effing whiny that we had to endure such whining, whining, and whining. I mean, I guess I should have known because, I mean, the, the Nazis were whiners, too. Everybody was picking on them they 're victims they 're always victims they They take up the mantle of victimization, even though they 're the ones doing the victimizing but that 's part of their tactics but oh my lordy lord and uh but yeah it's the it's the whining and uh, and that's trump he 's the professional victim he is the perfect republican standard bearer because they are the professional victims it doesn 't matter what they 're doing what they 're inflicting on people oh they're such- wh- oh even with Obamacare I mean I talk about the health care a lot because i one of the things i th- this country is just i 'm really just sick of it, sick of it all the um the fact that we're the only country that doesn't have universal health care or some and we we're, we're and the rate of uninsured is going up thanks to Twitter and the Republicans you know of course that's how they celebrate they like that they throw parties when people can't get health care they're, they're celebrating that's why when they're and uh this this whole bullshit national emergency this it, there is nothing more definitive that uh, that sums up the Republican party and the the just how unfit Republicans are then this national emergency this so-called bullshit national emergency is there anything else than a, than a fake national emergency a useless needless unnecessary National emergency. When we have real problems that we're that we need to address, and on top of it, um, on on corporate media, this is all here all the time. Oh, where Trump is just fulfilling a campaign promise. It's one of his promises. I don't know why we're surprised. It's a promise. Bullshit. Mexico was going to pay for this shit. That's what I heard, and. We don't, nobody wants a stupid wall. Now I don't know if you saw in, uh, there's a, they're putting up cons, what is it? Uh, I can't even talk constant concertina wire, razor wire on the border. And there's, of course, there's pushback from the local communities. Nobody wants to live in an armed camp. And then you have veterans saying, "The last time I saw a wall like this was when I was stationed in Germany." when the Berlin Wall was up, and the concertina wire. What kind of country is this? Are we, uh, I mean, are we that fearful? I mean, we're not, they are. Then they should not be in control. They need to be a permanent minority. And I hope that this generation, and the, the, the future generations, the ones, the millennials, that they remember who who did this, who inflicted this, This uh, who disgraced us so thoroughly throughout the world, who inflicted uh, more income disparity on us, who the hypocrisy, who uh, who invited foreign dictators into our house to infiltrate our electoral process, to install a an agent, one of their foreign uh, an agent of a foreign dictator. In the White House, all and what's the, what was the what was the price that uh, that Trump was sold sold this America's soul for? It was the uh, it was a hotel, a shitty Trump hotel, in Moscow. That's all it took for this grifter to turn and and to open up the door to an authoritarian dictator who hates democracy. I mean, you got to give Putin. He's not, run, he's not running around pre- like Republicans, pretending to like democracy. At least he's honest about it in that sense. He doesn't like dem- He doesn't believe in democracy. He doesn't want democracies. He doesn't, he, they don't, uh, it doesn't fit into his agenda. He likes oligarchy, and that's what the Republican Party are doing to this country. Give them some more time. Give them more time. You'll see what happens. You don't have to look. You don't got to be Miss Cleo. You don't have to figure it out. Look at Russia. Look at the, uh, that's what they are. They will want to do that here. A, A permanent, entrenched oligarchy. Yeah, we can go and have our elections and go through the motions and we'll say, I voted. And we'll have our little buttons and stickers or whatever. But it won't mean crap. Because we're voting, uh, the the when you have a system that where the working class, the needs and wants of the working class, are st- statistically insignific- insignificant in the uh, to shape government policy, then um, it, you're not. Uh, it's not a true representative democracy, and you have these oligarchs who are literally buying politicians to ensure that it remains that way. And that's why they don't want money out of politics, because they like it. I mean, money out of politics, forget that. That means we will have actual um, public servants? Forget that. That's what Republicans want. That's why they disparage government, which is another thing I never understood, how Republicans get away with it and they don't really get the pushback and even Democrats for years. I mean, I lived through the Clinton years and they, it was listening to them go against the new deal and go again and uh, join this bullshit. Oh, the age of big government is over. And well, welcome to the age of uh, big government being over. How's it working out where uh, the American people, uh, for the majority of Americans are they uh they they cannot handle a $400 emergency expense how's that working out and That's what I mean. I think I was talking about this last week because, but I'll just bring it up again because it really pisses me off on top of everything else that pisses me off. That I keep hearing, we keep, and we, we still keep hearing. I mean, of course, Trump repeats it. What a great economy this is. And you hear it on the corporate media. Oh, well, the economy is, and unemployment is so low, and the economy is great, everything is humming. Well, if um, the majority of the American people can't handle a $400 emergency expense and 70 percent, over 70 percent of the American people are one paycheck away from disaster, then how great is that economy? It's not great. So it may be great in making some billionaires and funneling more money to the top, but that's not conducive to a functioning democracy. And it's not um, conducive to a, a, a vibrant working class. But that, there you go. That's the point, you see. It's not an accident. This didn't happen by accident. It's not like, oh, uh, we really believed that trickle-down worked. They never believed it. They never believe they're funneling more money to the top when they lowered the corporate tax rate when they low you know to nothing where corporations pay zero taxes when they used to pay the majority of tax it was like thirty five the thirty five percent of the of the federal revenue came from from corporations as it should because they're they're driving our roads they're using our public infrastructure including our are human resources as we 're you know we 're just resources we 're not humans, but including like, they 're not um, open well hope God forbid, I hope this never happens, but they 're not opening uh, schools where they teach people to read and write and drive and things like that. This is what happens you know that 's the public infrastructure that we um, we the people invest in, and they uh, they use our courts. They use our, our whole uh, civilization. But there, there is a certain point where the billionaire uh, and the corporation, I mean, it's designed to funnel money to the top. It didn't, it's not an accident that 30 years ago the, uh, the United States was the most upwardly mobile um, of all the industrialized nations. And now it's the least you think that? How did the hell did that happen? It happened by design of trickle-down Reaganomics, and then the of course, um, you know, Bill Clinton jumped in because without regulation, capitalism is gonna eat you alive. And we've see, we've been there before. Capitalism will will sell your mother, your daughter, your your sister, your brother. It doesn't matter. It'll break up your families. It'll murder you. It'll put you in a hole forever and forget you. It's not, I mean, it's merciless. It doesn't care. if, Without the power of people coming together and demanding some dignity and demanding a seat at the table, we would never, we wouldn't even have what little semblance of civilization that we get to enjoy. You know, it used to be that you would work 16 hours a day and every day, including Sundays, some—I mean, even at the at the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory here in New York—that that was one of the the defining moments in labor history, where the uh, that was people had had enough. They saw they they saw women jumping to their deaths, and they was like this. They understood this is enough. Enough is enough. But people had been fighting for 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 years and years the labor movement fighting and dying for some dignity for some semblance of having a human experience in this limited lifespan that you're more than just somebody's pawn so uh, and then you die and get your reward in heaven but that's uh you know people this is what they want do you think that without regulation that um that the bi- that the working class got an 8-hour workday or Workers con- or all these little benefits that they whittle away, believe me, even now, as we see, what 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 have they done with the pensions? We used to in here in the United States, uh the, the workers would get a defined benefit pension uh, until they died they, and then it would go on to their spouse, right? not anymore the The Republican Party turned that into 401k bullshit so you can go into the stock market and you can gamble but as we know years ago uh, maybe 10 years ago I don't remember 5 years maybe the they we started getting reports the first 401k generation was retiring and it didn't look good because nobody had enough to because you're in you're in a casino you're gambling and you're not even uh, these these filthy republicans what they did is they take uh, when you go to these financial advisors? Of course, they're out, they're grifting and they're they're manipulating, and they would sell you um, junk bullshit that was meant to funnel money into their own pockets and not your, and take money out of yours. So by the time you retire, good luck, Charlie, because you don't have enough to retire with, and you, I mean, retirement, forget it, no way. That's so quaint, isn't it? It's as quaint as, uh, the great prosperity. But anyway, what am I looking at? Five minutes to the break, the breaky poo. But, um, yeah, but this is what, um, the, uh, the why? And then what I want to talk about in the next hour, basically, is, uh, The Republicans and the Green New Deal and they're, they're, they're really, really, this is how you know it's the right thing because they are scared. They, they're already coming for the Green New Deal and they're coming for um, Alexandra Arcasio, OAC, I can't say her name, you know. She's my, she's my uh, representative, thankfully. I'm very happy about that. But they are so scared of her because she's for real. That's the future. There, oh socialism, socialism. Um, and of course they are disparaging socialism because capitalism is just so effing great, isn't it? It's so wonderful. And but, um, of course I'm being facetious. What they've done is they've turned a lot of of their morons who 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 trade their the time in their lives for a paycheck and they uh, they have trained them to 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 say things like i'm a capitalist they are, and that that's how you know the republican party they've been very successful at the messaging game because i have news for you magamorons, if you trade your time for a paycheck or your skill, let's say you have a, a skill and you trade that for a paycheck, you're not a capitalist. You're a laborer. You're a worker. You're just, your a cog. And anything that you have, you, uh, uh, and you're up against the, the big behemoth of a machine that will eat you up and spit you out as quick as look at you, and you think that, that you're free, you're, you're, I mean, they're fooling themselves. That's, that's really what it is. And they don't, they, they don't even have the courtesy or the maturity or the intellectual or, or the historical knowledge to know to say thanks for, for what little, little benefits that they get. And so there's nothing worse than, uh, than a working class person whining about unions or disparaging uh you know or, or talking about how ca- how they're capitalists Wh- because guess what those the the capitalists the real capitalists they laugh they laugh at that and they realize how that they real they got you buddy they got you by your short hairs and they know that uh that you're theirs you sucker so Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, and uh what do they have, right? I mean, really, they have to keep people divided. So, and that's the oldest trick in the book, even back in the early days of the of the early labor movement. That's one of the things that the in fact, I can't, what's the guy's name? It's slipping my mind, but uh he was one of the founders or uh, of right to work, and they would go into oh, the so-called right to work, right? But they would, when there were unions forming, they would go into the uh, these areas to try to, of course, divide people. That's what they do. That's what Fox News does. That's what they. That's what they're there to do. They divide people along racial lines, especially. So they would go into these na- these areas that union activity was happening. And they would go in there and they would start telling these, the uh, MAGA morons of that day that, oh, you don't want to call some N-word your brother, do you? They'd stir up this racial animosity. Because they knew that if they keep the American worker divided, especially along racial lines, that they, they, they can do anything. They can do anything to us. So, and that's why we have to stick together. And, and, and that's the other reason, besides everything else, why I can't stand the, the MAGA morons, because they are so easily duped by the oldest, oldest tricks in the book, really, divide and conquer. They really are. And, but it's, all, it's almost like not their fault, because it's been a full court press on everything, including public education. They stopped teaching labor history. They don't teach civics they uh i mean what can you do when you have their these these maga moron kids going to school and what are they learning and that uh oh uh the south was uh victimized economically by the north and they they seceded because of states rights it's and it's all bullshit just uh it's another game that they play on these morons but anyway all right guys so it's Half the show is, I don't even know how to say it. It's almost half over. (laughs) It's not over. It's just begun. So I'm going to play, I'm going to do my break and get a cup of coffee and we'll come back in a couple of minutes and it's going to be good. This show is flying by. I don't know about you, but for me, it feels like I blinked and an hour went by. But all right, guys. So thank you for all your support. Please become a patron. Give us a review on iTunes, all that stuff. I'll see you in about eight minutes. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon.
0: Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report.
2: Today is the day that we truly embark on a comprehensive agenda of economic, social, and racial justice in the United States of America. Green News Report special coverage, the Green New Deal.
0: This is the new climate democracy of the people, by the people, for the planet.
2: What's in it, what's not. And what happens next?
0: All of that and whatnot, straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comments. This is a horrific, frightening, frankly, piece of legislation. One of the most dangerous, impractical, misguided, economically guaranteed to be devastating plans ever championed by any American politician. Guaranteed to fail... And the results will be disastrous for the American people, beyond dangerous, beyond scary. (laughs) So how do you really feel about it, Sean Hannity? Are you scared? This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyan, a lot going on, a lot of green news to cover, some new presidential candidates, an oil spill, but... I think it's important to focus, as you do today, on the Green New Deal.
2: Yep, the Green New Deal has now moved from vague concept into the development phase. Democratic Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York and veteran Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts introduced the official non-binding resolution on Thursday. It's a sweeping and comprehensive roadmap for action on man-made climate change. And Sean Hannity notwithstanding, it is commensurate with the speed and scope that scientists say is necessary to avoid catastrophic and irreversible climate change impacts while also creating millions of jobs. The overarching goal, as condensed by Vox.com environment and energy journalist David Roberts in a recent broadcast. A
0: program to eliminate greenhouse gases from the U.S. economy through vigorous Public investment and job creation. Well, that puts it well.
2: Yes, it does. Modeled after President Franklin Delano Roosevelt's successful New Deal during the Great Depression, the U.S. wartime mobilization that helped win World War II, and President John F. Kennedy's successful Moonshot Initiative, the ambitious Green New Deal framework specifically sets a goal of achieving net zero emissions and creating millions of jobs through massive public works investment in upgrading infrastructure, manufacturing, and industry to cut emissions and increased resiliency, cleaning up decades of pollution, and ensuring just transition funding for all communities and workers, especially frontline and vulnerable communities, like cleaning up pollution and guaranteeing the pensions of retired coal miners. It calls for a 10-year mobilization effort to get the U.S. on the path to rapid decarbonization to cut the U.S. contribution to global greenhouse gases that cause dangerous man-made climate change. It specifies 12 projects for getting there, including upgrading every U.S. building for maximum energy efficiency and transitioning the U.S. electric grid to 100 percent zero-carbon sources. It also calls for cleaning up decades of pollution, protections for workers, universal health care, and a federal job guarantee for those who want to work on the Green New Deal. It also avoids prescribing or prejudging any specific policies, like, say, a carbon tax. Now, contrary to many media reports, nothing in the resolution refers to cars, airplanes, cows, or anything else. For the record, Ocasio-Cortez's staff retracted a mistakenly posted early draft document containing language that is not a part of the official resolution. In a press conference, Ocasio-Cortez answered the question of how to pay for it by pointing to previous major federal expenditures, like wars, bank bailouts, and the Republicans' trillion-dollar tax cut, while noting that the Green New Deal will generate jobs and a return for taxpayers. This is an investment. You know, for every $1 that we spend on infrastructure, we get a return on that investment. For every $1 that we spend on tax cuts, we get less than a dollar back. And so this is about making smart investments, um, and this is about making investments that actually generate returns and not lying about the fact that they generate returns. They actually generate returns. And, of course, extensive research shows that the cost of action on climate change is far, far cheaper than the cost of catastrophe. Extreme weather disasters in the United States in 2018 alone cost the U.S. $100 billion. In 2017, the cost of extreme weather disasters cost $300 billion. The non-binding resolution has garnered the support of more than 60 congressional Democrats in the United States House and Senate and all of the declared 2020 Democratic presidential candidates. But it will not pass as long as Republicans control the United States Senate. That gives the Green New Deal architects less than two years to fill out the framework with concrete legislation.
0: So this isn't so much about saving the world in the next year or two. This is about 2020 and laying out uh, the direction that Democrats wish to go. That is, if the Democratic Party fully comes on board with the Green New Deal. Exactly. For much more on this story and all of the ones we couldn't get to today, thanks to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You can check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planetwide on the facebooks and the twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman,
2: and I'm Desi Doyle,
0: and this has been your Green News Report. Please help progressive voices support the Green News Report by stopping by Bradblog.com/donate.
3: I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1688. That was the day Germantown Quakers gathered to petition against slavery in the first documented anti-slavery protest in America. Quaker colonists in Barbados began to question slavery in the 1670s. By 1688, founder of Germantown Francis Daniel Pastorius and three other Quakers met at Thones Kudner's house to craft a petition. They urged their fellow congregants to abolish slavery. The petition detailed its opposition to the importation, sale, and ownership of slaves. Rooted in the golden rule, do unto others as they would do unto you, The men questioned why Christians would own slaves when they would not own each other. They argued that slaves had broad universal rights, including the right to engage in slave revolts in order to assure their freedom. The petition traveled its way through the Quaker network, but many felt it was too weighty a matter on which to take a position. Those Germantown settlers who felt strongly about ending slavery left the Quaker community for the Mennonites. Over the course of the next century, Quakers in Germantown would craft strong anti-slavery petitions that influenced the broad Quaker community in Philadelphia to take a formal stand. By the time of the American Revolution, Philadelphia Quakers published numerous attacks on the institution in Benjamin Franklin's newspaper. They formally banned the ownership of slaves at their Philadelphia yearly meeting in 1776. Throughout the region, Quakers routinely raised funds for those who had escaped bondage to start new lives and help them integrate into the Quaker communities. Quakers would continue to play a prominent an active role in the abolitionist movement and the Underground Railroad. Like what you hear? Check out more at laborhistoryin2.com.
1: All right, I don't know what happened to the music there at the end, but whatever. I'm back. That was supposed to... I don't know. What happened to the music? That was weird. It doesn't matter. As long as we're here. We're here. We're together. My name is Tara Devlin. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channel. That's Eastern Time. Rebroadcast starting Sunday on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. And on GDPR Revolution 99, which is another liberal independent radio station. And at SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, um, and we have a Patreon page, so please support us uh, and become one of our growing patrons. We'll, there'll be some patron patron, patron uh, exclusive events. Probably we'll do like a patron get together on you know online or whatever. And soon, soon. As long we got to get some more patrons though. That's the problem. So I'm hoping to eventually do the show as a daily show, but I can't do that without patrons and you know, whatever. Like I say, we stick together, we win, but hey, I'll be here if people you know, will help and uh, if you can't become a patron, share the show, whatever. If, uh, also, you know what? I, I don't know. We'll see what happens with this. Um, I if you know any, uh, I don't know. This is kind of a dangerous thing to ask, uh, about like business. If somebody knows anything about business or anything that will help the show, that would help because I don't know anything about business. So I don't know. Maybe there's some, a viewer listener that would like to give us some guidance, how we can, you know, do that, how we can accomplish our goals, which are to expand our writer roster And be able to pay people to do that. And also make the show a daily show. So, all right. Throwing that out there. And what else? What else? Uh, Please donate if you can. Also, we have a merchandise page. We have, not just page. We have a Shopify store and an Etsy store. They kind of have the same stuff on it, depending on, you know, whatever you want to use. But we have some cool stuff. And now that we have a new item, Vote Blue No Matter Who, t-shirt, mugs, things like that. If you have any specific requests of items you'd like to see, let me know and I'll see what I can do. And that's that. Okay. So, um like I said, we stick together, we win. It is really true. And that is that's the that's why I always say about the Democratic Party. This is that needs to be the the democratic value. That's the only American value. When I say we stick together, we win, but in our messaging, what our what what it should be is everybody in, nobody out. That is the only American value. That's the only American way. And when I hear, which and it's going to get worse because now with the Green New Deal, now with they, they, the Republicans are really upset. They're very, they're scared. Of, I mean, that's who they are. They're just scared. They're just cowards. The land of the free, home of the brave. The land of the free? So, you're not free if you can't go to the doctor when you're sick. You're not free if you can't open your tap and drink clean water. And, or if you're living in, a, in a, an area where corporations are dumping their coal ash into your environment. You're not free. You're not free if you can't file a, a class action lawsuit against a giant corporation that screwed you in some way. Everything that Republicans do or to limit the power of the sole person, of the of the little guy, to get a shake, a fair shake in this system that is supposed to be designed for the little guy to have a fair shake, right? We're supposed to be in this together, rich and poor, young and old, black, white, straight, gay, That's but that's what Republicans hate. They were all good, not just, I mean, obviously not Republicans. I'm talking about conservatives. Now, a lot of times I hear... I'll get emails or whatever the hell from right wingers. They'll say, "Oh, Democrats, they were uh they were in the KKK." Yeah, 100 uh in 1965. I mean, uh 1865. If you got to go back to 1865 to find something good about the Republican Party, then you really need to look at yourself. Because they it's also it's such an insult cuz they'll say that Um, people of color vote Democratic because the Democrats give them all kinds of goodies now first of all that's part of being a representative democracy isn't it that you get to have um, your representatives do things for you that helpfully make your life a little easier make your life and it's not just about a handout we get um, it's why is it that the Republican Party, uh, that they never have a problem with the handouts that go to the top? There's always all this kind of socialism going up at the top, going to big corporations, big tax breaks, big... They never... Oh, I, I mean, if this was a really fair system, why is it that if you're, if you're accumulating uh, n- nothing but stock um, profits... You, get, you, you pay a lower tax rate th- than if you're working for a living, than if you're actually trading your time and labor for a paycheck. But that's the system that's rigged. It's rigged against you. It's rigged against the average person. And so when, they're, when Republicans whine about handouts, what they're really whining about is that we're on to them we're on to the game, and now with the Green New Deal, there Republicans for some reason think. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm out of touch. Who the hell knows? I feel like I'm not. I, I don't get. I mean, I do live in New York. I'm kind of in that New York bubble in a sense, but I don't see the Green New Deal being such so, so radical. I know that the Republicans want to frame it that way. They want to f- scare their constituents because they're they're talking about Venezuela, Venezuela right but they're not talking about Norway they're not talking about New Zealand or any of the Scandinavian countries that have regulated capitalism that's what socialism is they republicans uh, the average joe republicans love socialism what are they talking about they love their socialist security they love medicare they want government hands off it they love it so much right but so the And as MLK said, there's socialism for the rich, rugged individualism for everyone else, right? But who's this? Nobody. And uh, so anyway, but um, this is how you know that we need this Green New Deal. And, and let me just play some of the Republicans whining about the Green New Deal because it's beyond, and then we'll talk about it because it really is, it's just a bunch of fear-mongering, really. Hold on. It's this
0: Green New Deal. Answer: Radical environmental socialism. One of the most dangerous, impractical, misguided, economically guaranteed to be devastating plans Ever. It sounds more like a, a green nightmare to me when none of us are able to turn on the heat or turn on the air conditioning. When we
2: outlaw plane travel, we outlaw gasoline, we outlaw cars, I think actually probably the entire U.S. military because of the Green New Deal.
3: There's another victim of the Green New Deal, it's ice cream. Livestock will be banned.
2: The Green New Deal wants to go after flatulent cows. So what are they saying? We're going to ban hamburgers and
1: Americans are never going to have a barbecue and but flip a hamburger you- again?
0: No more steak. I guess government. Forced veganism is in order.
1: I mean, who the hell is outlawing outlaw- cars? But don't um, be don't be complacent in a sense because we, re- we remember death panels. Remember how Obamacare was setting up death panels? Well, I mean, we already have death panels. Insurance companies are the death panels. They they kill thirty five thousand Americans each year needlessly. They they bankrupt millions more. They send you to a death panel. They deny care. That's what they do. That's how they get rich. They skim money off the top. Now it's 20 percent, thanks to Obamacare. It used to be a lot more because, before the regulation, but they, they that's all they do. They do nothing. They're just—they're grifters like Trump and the Republicans. They they stand there figuring out ways to deny you care, so— but. Who the hell is outlawing ice cream? So, you, and as much as we could say this is ridiculous and who would believe it, but who would believe it? Um, I wish (laughs) all I have to say is, uh, harken back to that video I played earlier of the, of the magamorons learning their lines. Finish that wall. Finish that wall. Who would believe it? They would. These are the same people that when I years ago, when we were fighting for for the ACA, I went down to Washington, D.C. with Mike Malloy. He did his radio show there. I was helping him. And I was also interviewing some of the of there were there were a bunch of protesters now. then, of course, we, we we expect this. There were a handful of. Of anti ACA protesters, a handful of very loud, very weird, annoying-looking. I mean, very nice actually. The one lady, but she's by. She was misinformed. I mean, she was the one you would if you saw. You probably saw pictures of her because there were pictures of her all over. I I made a video. I interviewed her. You could probably find it online, but um, she was the one with a big hand, look big, big, big giant Mickey Mouse hand. Glove and it said, hands off my med. get your government hands off my Medicare. This is what I mean. That was this woman that I was talking to, she was a nice woman, but I was like, um, she's like, nobody said that we, uh, w- nobody is saying that people shouldn't get help or people shouldn't get if they go to the emergency room, they shouldn't get help. Uh, but they had no answer. That's what it is. They they just don't want to share civilization with brown people. That's really what it is. And they get they they hear the fear mongering. They hear the um, death panels, and they believe it. So now, uh, of course, Sean Hannity is saying, "Oh, government imposed veganism." It, nobody is proposing that. But here's the thing. Get the hell out of the way. What is the price of doing nothing? Now, we all have to hear the cost. It's so expensive. The Green New Deal is so – but no, we don't hear how expensive it was to implement Trump's ridiculous uh, oligarchy um, uh, exploding tax giveaways – how much did that add to the deficit and the debt that Republicans for years, we, were, we heard so much about? Oh, this is, oh, it's too expensive. Everything's too expensive that actually will make America great. Uh, a bullet train. Now, we're riding around on crap, like here in New York, especially, we have the 100-year-old trains that I'm sure you've heard about. The subway system is a shambles. Because they don't, there's no money. They don't, we have enough money to funnel to the top into the hands of the rich who don't take the subway. But we don't have enough money to revitalize our infrastructure. Never enough. Because it's just for the stupid plebs. The dumbass pawns. What do we need? Infrastructure. There'll be infrastructure in heaven. There'll be great infrastructure. You'll be riding around on unicorns and dinosaurs just like Jesus did. Don't worry about infrastructure. Go pray and maybe one day you'll be a billionaire, you'll hit the lottery or something. But don't worry about infrastructure or having a society or a civilization or, you know, I mean, let them build a wall. They'll take they'll there'll be enough money for Trump's bullshit wall this fake non-emergency that 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 is made up for his Mo- the 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 least common denominator of idiots who will believe anything that comes out of a con man's mouth. So now we got to build a wall. And this. Oh, I also wanted to show you. I took this picture of. Of. I mean, it's not my photo, but somebody, they posted it. Um, it was on. You know, somebody took this photo down in uh, El Paso. They're putting up con- concertina wire, or razor wire, and. This is remember how Trump was saying uh, we would have such a big, beautiful wall. Well, here's a picture. I'll just I'll just throw it up here of Trump's big, beautiful wall. I don't know if you guys, if you're listening on the radio, it's it's an ugly eyesore of a wall with this this razor wire all over it. Where the hell else? That's America. That's freedom what it's not only ugly it's dangerous and it looks it's embarrassing this is where you want to live for somebody's fantasy for a fake fantasy for racists to feel safe i mean honestly why don't they just build a pit and all jump in it and we'll let them know when it's safe we'll build a wall around the pit they can all live there and we'll let them know when it's safe because they can't seem to be to to function in a civilization, and you'll you'll see when you uh, uh, obviously Trump goes to El Paso because he's he's fear mongering. Apparently, uh, I mean I don't know much about El Paso except what what I'm reading and learning now thanks to this moron. But it's the people of El Paso don't want a wall. They don't want their uh, their they have um, uh, people walking. Right through the border, some of them go to school here in the United States. and just go back and forth. It's no big deal. And, in fact, crime is lower than it was. And, in, and when they put the wall up, they have a section of wall, apparently. And when they put it up, the crime actually increased. And, you know, um, but it doesn't matter. Reality doesn't matter. And then they get the army, who uh, Trump plays with like toys, to go down and put this ugly wire when, yeah, you know, Trump was saying, oh, how big and beautiful the wall was going to be. But, well, it looks like shit, Trump, just like your stupid gilded apartment. That's what it looks like. It looks ridiculous. And I don't know if you also saw, um, there's another photo that was going around with Trump. He's down at Mar-a-Lago after declaring a national emergency. You know, everybody run around like a chicken with a head cut off, right? But Trump goes down to Mar-a-Lago, and there he is at his golf course. I'll throw this picture up in case you saw, didn't see it. Getting an omelet. And, uh, you know, he looks, of course, very unhealthy. And this guy's cooking an omelet with ketchup, all, ketchup bottles all over the place. I mean, it's really—that's he. That's an emergency? This is his—if emer- it's really an emergency— then why aren't you in the situation room why aren't you uh, down there looking out over the uh over the expanse with your with your uh binoculars asshole so and and also i just wanted to show this too cuz this was down there in that picture at the Mar-a-Lago, behind the guy it says uh are you ready or something like this? But this here's this thing. It's a, uh, it's a. It, they they still have this Walgreens. Um, what do you call it? The stand up advertisement for Walgreens when when Twitler was on the Celebrity Apprentice. Can you walk the walk with Walgreens? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if Trump? I mean, if if Obama had had his face on advertising. I mean, it's the, there is, there's no level too low. Just when I think Republicans can't get any lower. But there you, there you go. They they would watch this entire planet burn to ash than do something about the real problems that we face. They, they'd have a, a, a thousand school massacres a day. They'd have... The, they, the entire state of Florida could be underwater, and these assholes will do nothing. They will do nothing about it because that's what they've been instructed to do. They don't work for you and me. They work for their paymasters, and their paymasters want to hold on a little bit longer. They know, that, they know that time is coming to an end. They know that they have damaged the earth beyond, hopefully not beyond repair, We're getting there. We're really in the last parts of, uh, or the last whatever you would call the, uh, where we can do something about the damage that they've done. The the big oil companies knew 30 years ago that they were damaging this planet, and they what do they care? Go die, whatever. They need more money. They can't. That that's how these titans of industry. They're such innovators. They can't seem to make a buck unless they're screwing the planet somehow. So they got to hold on as much as they can. It's not like they could go like like they want to do with the American worker. Oh, go get some retraining. Get retraining. Do something else you know, while a while robot takes your job. Whatever. What do they care? Retrain. Oh, well. Go die. Not them. They're not going to retrain for a green economy. They they're gonna hold on to this filthy archaic system that has us all choking, and uh, sea levels rising, and the planet dying as long as they as long as they can. They're gonna they're gonna squeeze as much money out of it as they can. Now this they wouldn't be able to get away with it if we actually had representatives of the people. They don't, but they don't represent us, as we know. So we have real emergencies going on. But there's, what else is so, um, you know, it's like the, there's nothing that defines the Republican Party more than this fake emergency. Because everything they do is bullshit. Everything that Republicans put their name to is a scam. Trickle-down economics. 401ks. That's all Republicans. And when Rick Wilson, who wrote everything that Trump touches, dies, that's everything the Republican Party touches, dies because they, the Republican Party gave us Trump. They if they had any dignity, they would have stopped that in its tracks. But it doesn't matter. And they will. Uh, the hypocrisy doesn't matter Their The lies doesn't matter. They all the the tre- the treason doesn't matter. It does not matter how many people go to jail. How many, I, I mean, I keep hearing how, oh, this fake Russia hoax, it's a hoax, it's a hoax from the right wing. Really, a lot of people going to jail for a hoax. A lot of, uh, I don't know why they're pleading guilty for a hoax, but that's who the Republican Party are, or is, how do you say it? Is, are, but you know, I mean, there's nothing that is more um, indicative of who they are than, than that that picture with the concertina wire, a dangerous, useless, needless, unnecessary eyesore inflicted upon us by an unhinged majority, minority, an unhinged minority of cowards. That's the Republican Party. Not just cowards, Putin puppets and their sycophants. I mean, it is the really the perfect metaphor for a party that has a, 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 a con man, a traitorous con man as a standard bearer. Of course, they're not going to address the real problems that we have. Of course, they're going to hang up ugly razor wire that's endangering the the people of the town and it's it's not just ugly it it puts us in danger it puts wildlife in danger it puts children in danger it puts people in danger and actually there was this video I wanted to play uh, from the from magamorons dot com or whatever no it's actually from Trump Trump for president but uh, it's these uh, he got a bunch of idiots together to talk about how they from they're from El Paso and how the wall, they need a wall. Let me just play this as much as I can stand it.
2: ...happening in the country, particularly the border wall. We strongly believe, both my husband and I and my family, strongly believe that the wall is the only thing that's going to help us.
3: When I first came here, it was a very violent, very dangerous place to live. Um, And When I came back, I noticed a change, but I didn't know exactly what it was. But there was something different about the the city, and it's, it's you know, the crime rates drop. Well, we're one of the safest uh, cities in the country, um, but it wasn't always that way. They put the fence up, and uh, ever since then, uh, really, the crime rate has gone down dramatically with both burglaries, uh, car thefts, and that sort of thing. So it's actually, there's been a noticeable difference. People would cross over into the desert, and you would find corpses that died from dehydration because they were left out there by the Coyotes to die of thirst. You put the wall up there, it will save
2: lives. We don't know who's coming in out. We want to keep the drug traffickers out. Some of these women that are coming in, they're being raped. Some of these kids are being abused. When you don't put up a border wall, that's immoral. El Paso is our community. This is where we live. This is where we work. This is where we go to school.
1: Um, what the hell are they talking about? Now, as it's a so there you go, facts don't matter, reality doesn't matter. the The fact is, El Paso is one of the safest cities in the United States, and it's not because of a wall. In fact, the crime rates went up when the wall went up, for some reason. And uh, so them saying and and don't you? Uh, it's the it is immoral. First of all, it's immoral listening to these morons. Talk about how there were dead bodies in the uh, by the wall by well by the border because they were dehydrated. Well, these are the same ones. Are they? The, aren't they the ones that are kicking over water and whatnot for those who uh, leave the water? And uh, so his his response to a so, to migrants coming here seeking asylum, crossing a desert. Is build a wall? That's what you do. That's what you do to a humanitarian crisis. Just build a wall. You won't see it. It's on the other side. The carcasses, the bones, the dehydrated corpses. They're on the other side of the wall. You don't get to see it through the through the razor wire and the wall. So, um, it's it's those people are are leading, especially that lady with the with the hat and the red, whatever. I mean, come on. It's, and there you go. Just because somebody says it, he's like, I don't know what happened, but it used to be very unsafe here. But now it's and of course, they use people of color, as you see, uh, when there's really the statistics don't lie. You go into a Trump rally, you better be wearing sunglasses. It's so bright in there. So they uh, they pick the one uh, black guy, the the Latino person, the black, you know, because they want to give this it's the the veneer. That it's uh, multicultural, when it, when we know what they're talking about, all you got to do is look at the State of the Union, look at one side of the room, and where it really does look like America, and then you get the other side. It's nothing but but white men. Well, I was going to say straight white men, but some of them, of course, we know are in the closet, because they that's part of being a Republican. You just don't have the courage to live an authentic life. Try being a rugged individual. In the Republican Party, just try it, see what happens to you. But yeah, so when they're they're attacking the Green New Deal because it's exactly what we need, so they're oh it's so high it's so high in the sky, but they gotta make it sound crazy. And I, I really can't wait um, for the debates for real because uh, the the Democratic Party needs to sell this. They we put a man on the moon for in ten years. If we can't construct a bullet train or revitalize our infrastructure like other countries uh, get to renewable energy, why wouldn't we have high aspirations? And the way the Republicans act, get the hell out of the way. It's too hard. That's their argument. It's never, we can't do it. It's just too hard. Well, F off then. And get out of the way and let people who believe and want to do something, who want, who aren't afraid of hard work, you know, because that's who the Republicans are. They're nothing but takers. They will and and believe me, when we have a bullet train, when we are, uh, when we are driving down uh, whatever, when we have a green uh, infrastructure. When we have a, uh, a revitalized economy, thanks to high tax, uh, marginal tax rates, thanks to the working class being put first once again, then they'll, believe me, they will, take, they will take full credit for it. That's who they are. But all the while, they'll be, oh, it's too hard. That's their argument. It's too hard. And they're going to take away our ice cream and when we know that's bullshit right that it's going to that it's about ice cream and of course they talk about cow flatulence because it sounds ridiculous but that's part of what makes uh it's part of greenhouse gases but that's who they are they will have you choke on cow farts before they'll do anything that will upset their donors you see they want you choking on it and they these the, why would you vote for people who whose best argument for not taking action on our actual real problems is it's too hard. It's too hard. We can't do it. I I can't upset Sheldon Adelson. I can't upset this old Skeletor who sits in a wheelchair and and writes me a check. So anyway, that's uh, we got to get these Republicans out of power. They, of course, it's in the House we have we have that. And then so then you have uh, of course, we're going to have to get the Senate and the, and the presidency. But the Republicans and the, the media, they're really going nuts about the Green New Deal. And they're saying how, oh, it's uh, the the Democratic Party is going really far left. We're going really off the rails here. Really? Off the rails of a crisis that will in, engulf Florida. Florida's going to be underwater and they know it. And other uh, uh, the walls that we need are seawalls. We don't need a wall uh, and any ugly wire down in El Paso, but and 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 other things in the Green New Deal, such as living wages, health, uh, universal health care, things that other countries do um have done for generations. We can't do it here. It's too hard because it's they don't want to upset billionaires because that's the only thing that Republicans do. That's their their entire agenda is to funnel money to the top. So they don't seem to understand that billionaires and democracy don't really mix. You know, I think um, as far as it goes, Jeff Bezos will be just fine with 50 billion dollars rather than 100 billion, right? I think he'll be able to muddle through. He'll be able to scrape by on 50 billion, or what? I mean, I'm just pulling that out, out of the air. But the the fact is, if he gets a, if he if he gets to if uh, a higher top uh, top marginal tax rate, I think he'll be fine with a, a one less billion dollars for us to have universal higher education, universal uh, health care. So, I mean, it's, uh, the, if, if that's your, the best you can do is it's cow farts and they're going to take away our ice cream, it's too hard. Uh, of course, that's who the Republican Party are. They're just children. They're babies. They're, they're unfit. That's their argument. We want our ice cream. Nobody's taking your ice cream away, you dumbasses. We're trying to move into the future despite you albatrosses hanging around our national necks, for Christ's sakes. So I saw this other—I mean, I only have 15 minutes, but the— uh, what, there's so many articles, like in this Wall Street Journal, um, this Lance Morrow ar- um, ar- article. America is torn between Trump's fibs and progressives' fantasies. Yeah, because it's such a fantasy to actually address the problems that we have. Real problems like climate change, which is an actual emergency. That's a, that's a problem. Real problems like Americans not being able to get health care uh, uh, or going bankrupt because of a medical emergency, or not being able to withstand a $400 emergency. Real pro- that's, a, that's a fantasy. It's a fantasy when you're, in, uh, you're a sycophant to billionaires who have their greedy fingers around the neck of our government. I guess that's a fantasy. But the fact is, we are going to do it anyway. We're going to fight them anyway, and we're going to win. Because we are on the right side of history, and nothing less than success is going to do. Because it means whether we live or die, or whether we have a planet that is sustainable or not, or whether we have a country and a democracy that's sustainable. So these are our choices. Either we continue down this road and have another Putin-like oligarchy where we're, we're just, oh well, can 't do nothing, but uh, I guess we'll just keep on paying the consequences of inaction because the cost of cl- of doing nothing for cl- about climate change is a lot higher than doing something about it that will actually address our issues and put people to work and revitalize our economy and it's an investment, but uh, America is torn between trump's fibs and the progressive fantasies, so it's a fantasy. To have universal higher education, like Germany, like other other countries, right? That's a fantasy. It's a fantasy to have universal higher uh, universal healthcare, like every other effing country, because we can't do. It's too hard here. There's too much money in politics, and um, so one thing that I I, re- I saw that really annoyed me. and I just wanted to set, talk about was this Peggy Noonan article. Peggy Noonan pisses me off. She's annoying. She's a warmonger. She's a right-wing hack. I don't know. They give, that's why they give her such a platform, you know? So um, she wrote an article called Republicans Need to Save Capitalism. Democrats have gone left, so they're not going to do it. The GOP needs a renewed seriousness. Are you kidding me, Peggy? This, uh, talk about fantasies. Look at your standard bearer, Peggy. Look at you look at what you've done to this entire country. You have become a sycophant to a traitor and a toddler, a seventy two year old toddler who can't spell. Who thinks that the who who's a victim? Who thinks that the world owes him something? The world has given him everything. He fell ass backwards into millions. He was just born on third base. That wasn't enough for him. So he had a uh, he tried to finagle his father into manipulating uh, and changing his will so he can continue to suck on his father's teeth long after he was dead. That's your standard bearer, but that's a you know I mean we're just all going so left, but the fact is, don't ever forget. The uh, uh, we've been hearing the corporate media is constantly whining about how left the, the Democratic Party is. We're not left We're the, the 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 American people are left. We when you ask the American people, do you want Social Security? They say yes. They want to expand Social Security. They want Medicare. They want they they believe in living wages. They believe in the agenda of the left, not the Republican Party. They don't believe that we should funnel more money to the top. The fact is the Republican Party has they've been successful at the messaging war. That's basically it. They have the the microphones, they poured money like like they did into Fox News 500 million dollars for 5 years t- until Fox News turned a profit that because they don't profit is not in their business model it's the propaganda in their that's their business model they need you to be stupid they need the american worker to be like i'm a capitalist me me just like jeff bezos just maybe one day i'll be a billionaire too if i keep driving my truck and i drive my uber Dumb, dumb, dumb. So Peggy Newman, uh, Newman, uh, what's her name? Yeah, Noonan. What am I saying? Let's think about the broader, less immediate meaning of our political era. This is how I read it and have read it for some time. The Democratic Party is going hard left. Yeah, because we want to have things like, you know, trains that function, green infrastructure. Uh, we want to address actual problems. Uh, like the fact that an, uh, a worker can't live, can't miss one paycheck before um, uh, being evicted. That's a problem, Peggy. I know that it's hard to see those problems way up in the ivory tower, but that's a problem. And this these bullshit... Conservatives who pretend to be they uh, i am sure if you ask Peggy, she'll be like, "Oh, I'm—I love America. I'm all for democracy." When she doesn't understand what democracy is about, what she wants is, you know, the right people in charge. And how do you know they're right? They're rich. It's like that's like Trump. That's all Trump needs to know: how much money you got, Billy. Oh, you want to chop up this journalist? That's fine. You got some billions. Well, you don't even have to give them the billions. You just gotta be like, "I got a billion here for you." Chop, chop, chop. Okay. Whoa. No harm, no foul. You see? I mean, we're supposed to be afraid of of migrants, barefoot migrants, and diapers, but we're not supposed to be afraid of being lured into an embassy and being dismembered alive. But you know. But so, Peggy, the uh, the Democratic Party is not hard left. It's not hard left to want universal health care. To to expect that your tax dollars go to more than just the wars that Peggy wanted to uh, help, well, not just wanted, that she helped lie us into, like the Iraq debacle. There's never enough money for that, right, Peggy? Never enough money for the wars or tax breaks to you and your pals. Never enough. But uh, uh, it doesn't matter how much that we put that on the credit card. Which is another thing that Trump lied about in fact in his uh, well this is never it never stops. I, I wish that the that the media would stop just putting a, a camera in front of Trump and letting it roll because it's non-stop lies. Why do they do that? They need to let it let it roll, tape it and then go in and be like, this is a lie that's a lie he said this but that's not true boom boom that's how you do it that's journalism it's not journalism to just let some authoritarian with dictator envy get up there and and spew his lies unchallenged but whatever that's just me that's why you know i ask for support this is what we're up against but uh the democratic party is going hard left there will be starts and starts stops and starts but it's the general trajectory and it will be for the foreseeable future. That must be hard for Peggy to think that workers will get, get a little uppity if they have a little financial security. She likes, just like her pals in the country club, she likes when workers are nice and malleable. And they get that way when they're beaten down, when they're one paycheck away from disaster. They don't. They don't get uppity. They don't tell their bosses no. They... You know, they're too tired to get involved with politics. They go to wars. If somebody says, hey, go to this war, like Peggy says, hey, go to Iraq and die, they're like, well, okay, Peggy, you're uh, USA, USA, USA. So uh, let's see. Um, Pew Research says the party lurching to the le- has been lurching to the left since 2009. Gallup says the percentage of Democrats calling themselves liberal has jumped 23% since 2000. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? I mean, we want to go back to the time that America was great, but we don't want to go back to the time, uh, we want to go back there for the strict racial hierarchies and social mores and where everybody knew their place. But we don't want to go back there for the top marginal tax rate of 90% and the 35% unionization. We want, You know what I mean? So Peggy, she's, she sounds conflicted. But you don't need polls more than 70 Democrats in the House and a dozen in the Senate had signed on to the Green New Deal, an extreme to the point of absurdist plan. Really? Is it absurd to do something about the effing problems we face? I know that Peggy is used to doing something about nonsensical made up problems like weapons of mass destruction. Like sending people to die for that, for that, for that debacle, for the trillions and trillions of dollars that we poured into that money pit, but but for the for any if something real, like making a, a real green infrastructure that will put millions to work and save, uh, revitalize our economy, that that will help the American, uh, you know, make this maybe bring us into another American century. And that's a, that's to the point of being absurd to Peggy. But she doesn't say, what's absurd? What's absurd? Peg? Pegsy? Can I call you Pegsy? She's one of these people, you know what she reminds me of? So I, I'm i not going to read this whole thing because I, I see I'm running out of time. But, uh, let's see. The account, well, let me just see. uh, she just pisses me off that it's authors have staked out what they want in terms of environmental and economic policy. will try to win half or a quarter of it and on victory will declare themselves to be moderate all along. There is nothing extreme about the Green New Deal. It is just a plan of action that sets an aspirational goal where we need to go in spite of the. Skeletors and albatrosses like Peggy Noonan hanging around our national neck. So she, the other thing she did before, I mean, before we, I mean, just, just for, for Peggy to say Republicans need to save capitalism, we need to regulate capitalism. That's what we need. That's what's going to save capitalism. That's what FDR did. But another thing that Peggy did when, during the State of the Union, she disparaged the she disparaged AOC and the women wearing white let me see where the hell is this saying that Alexandra Ar- orcasio Cortez sounded uh, looked like a uh, the, the, the the they looked like they were wearing straight jackets the women wearing white that they were that they should be in straight uh, and she, so what did she say peggy Noonan, wall street jur- journal columnist tweeted that the 29 year old democrat looked sullen teenaged and at a loss because that's that's their that's their angle with her because she's young she's just she's just a girl you see not that they have a 72 year old toddler who can't spell and and who has a failed fake track record of of serial bankruptcies despite being handed 250 million dollars as a child and uh, being bailed out numerous times, and has fake university, fake vitamins, fake uh, airlines, fake everything. So, um, but it's AOC. She's they, she just doesn't know what she's talking about. You see, she's not like Peggy. She's never lied anybody into an illegal war. So, not like Peggy, right? So uh, she's so she tweeted that she was she looked teenaged and at a loss, which is like. So it's so it's just for another woman to disparage the whole the whole uh, uh, the 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 meme of the of the new uh, of the women in Congress wearing white in is as an homage to the suffragettes who fought, bled and died for that right, for the right to vote, many of whom never, ever, ever got the chance to vote that put their lives on the line. For future generations, not that Peggy would never do that Peggy 's done enough to murder future generations. How many people are dead because Peggy joined in the chorus of uh, uh, helping her 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 man in the white House and and of course, Peggy likes to rewrite her history about that too, which that 's another thing Republicans do but so Peggy um, <clears throat> She, she writes that, uh, that she looked sullen, teenaged, and at a loss during a night where the freshman rep kept mostly silent and refused to applaud President Trump's remarks as he touted his administration's low unemployment numbers and effort to cure AIDS and stop sex traffickers. And so uh, Peggy Noonan tweeted, And good-natured with the white jackets, who I see some on Twitter are calling straight jackets, but she, why, would, why would Peggy even say that? You know what I mean? Not even putting it in context. Because she reminds me of, well, let me just finish the tweet. It says, AOC had a rare bad night, not look, uh, looking not spirited, warm, and original, but usual, but sullen, uh, but, wait, wait, as usual, but sullen, teenaged, and at a loss, not looking, I mean, she's as bad. This is what I always say about Republican women: they have to be even bigger misogynists than as than Republican men. And so Peggy reminds me of. So she's, she's disparaging the suffragettes, of course. But the, of uh, I remember seeing a photo of the suffragettes who were who were force-fed in prison, and there was a photo of them being force-fed. It's a it's a horrific old photo, but who's holding them down who's holding down the the women the the suffragettes but these other women holding down the suffragettes as the so-called doctor puts the tube down their nose and the suffragettes wrote about this horrific experience and the pain and the the suffering that they endured that's peggy noonan she'd be the one holding them down you know that for a fact because she is—that's what these Republican women—they love their little patriarchal pats on the head—for her to say that some are calling straight jackets. What's who? What's some? The David Duke and the KKK? Why don't you say that this is an, an homage to the to the women that died for you, Peggy? So you can open your big fat Republican mouth, your big fat sickle fat to a traitor mouth. So. There you go. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter uh, there's, uh, whether you're who, uh, a woman or whatever. This is why when Republicans put their tokens up there, it doesn't matter that, oh, we got a woman. It's like when Susan Collins was voting for Kavanaugh, who by any, by I don't know if you saw that we almost lost uh, Roe v. Wade recently, thanks to Kavanaugh, but it was John Roberts who saved it with one, he's now the swing vote but and, uh and and uh Susan Collins, oh, she must be very surprised, but, uh, I was assured that Kavanaugh would uphold the precedent of roe v. Wade Ugh. anyway, this is who we're t- this is what we're dealing with, so we need to get them in a permanent minority, and as for the wall uh, the we need a sea wall, and if Republicans are so afraid, let's build them a a nice pit for themselves. They can live underground and we'll let them know when it's safe. So anyway, all right, guys, it's a minute to the end of the show. I want to thank you for hanging out with me every Saturday evening and trying to keep me sane. At least, at least we're here together. We're going through it together. Nobody can say we don't live in interesting times, right? So tomorrow I'm going to be on, um, Jesus, I lost a thing. I'm going to be on, uh, out Chicago. It's, on anyway at 1120 eastern you could just look up out chicago i had it open now i can't find it out chicago oh yeah C W C P T A M am out chicago all right me and poppy going to be on there 1120 eastern so do all those things follow me on twitter follow me on facebook follow uh give us a review on itunes buy some merch become a patron. I want to thank our patrons, and uh, we will be getting together soon. We'll do something as soon as we get to get some more patrons, though. That's really the bottom line. So, share the show with your friends, and like I always say, thank you, and we stick together. We win, and we will win. My name is Tara Devlin. Please, please, stay stay strong. <laughs> I will see you next week.